welcome back to the born broke podcast <laughs> it's been an extremely long time we're so excited to be back you can follow us on twitter instagram tiktok and obviously subscribe to our youtube channel today we are joined by oh well, actually before we get into that mm-hmm. i'm anthony real estate broker in rockford illinois mm. no i mean you can do the whole state though right huh yeah i can do <laughs> yeah. all of illinois yeah yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. let don't, me don't sell ride. myself yeah, short go, man damn dude um real estate broker in the entire state of illinois mm-hmm. um so if you need help with anything real estate related yeah give me a call and i'm a, uh i'm a, the other host of the amazing bull and broke podcast dante leonard um Woo. entrepreneur i am also a full-time worker and a student he is and you know today we're joined by just an absolute special guest we're here with leslie garcia with raw exclusive cuts She's a barber in Rockford, Illinois, who's grown her business from cutting friends in high school in her garage to now having 400 revolving clients in under seven years. Everybody give a hand for Leslie. Hold on. Let me hit the button. (laughs) What's up, guys? Welcome, welcome, welcome. What's up? It's a pleasure to be here. I've been watching you guys' videos. I missed a couple, but you know. Well, don't make us blush now. Listen, I missed a couple. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, he, he don't even man him and i were getting in disputes over him yeah. not watching our pods he was like i remember I'm, he was like you don't watch it <laughs> he said i i lived I told, it i lived i was there i, I lived these like, pods what, what could i miss in his in his defense he has one of the most exceptional memories mm-hmm. of anyone so I, I he actually when he says he lived it he remembers everything he could probably go through the whole thing or not you know it depends on which one like you'd have to like start me up and then I'll I can be able to I can yeah. mm. Well, we're so excited to have you. Like we said, mm-hmm. um, like we said, under seven years, four hundred revolving clients. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Everybody loves you. Everybody loves the cuts. Yeah. So tell us a little oh, bit. Kind of yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, and also personal anecdote. She's been cutting my hair and been my personal barber the entire time. The entire time. We were like bro. we were like fifteen mm. in the garage. Wow. There you you go. Know? Even when he had the long hair. Yeah. yeah, she's wow. the one that kind of helped me with the. I be, I met him when told, he, he yeah. had this haircut. Okay, originally, originally, mm. and then uh, super OG. He was like playing basketball at the time. Mm. He had like the shoe, super like number one all around. Okay, he was like yeah. he was like he was like Steph back in the day. Like, yeah, look, look I was curly, like you know. Steph. Yeah, I was like bro, I was <laughs> like bro, you need some style. You got to grow your hair out, and then okay. eventually he just didn't stop. He had curls. And he, yeah. he didn't Out of even nowhere. know. He didn't even know. Who would have thought? How, how mm-hmm. you know you got curls when you got a buzz cut? My, <laughs> my parents were military parents, though, so they were buzzing my hair like I was going to the barracks <laughs> or something. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like, man, they couldn't let me get some individuality yeah, in that joint. They said, we got to save money, man. Yeah, they said, man, yeah, he's getting a one right all the way around. Cut no the- fade, nothing. <laughs> he said no fade. But yeah, so. Hey, you know what? I got, got a fade, man, for one time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> So going back to you, um, you know, like I said, you've been my personal barber for seven years. Mm-hmm. Um, just tell us a little bit about kind of how you got started and everything. So basically um, how I started was we were on a trip. My brother is also military. Um, so we were going out to Texas and my dad, he's a super hard worker, seven days a week, you know, didn't have time for a haircut and he's just like yo like let's hit up walmart 
And then you could cut my hair at the hotel. I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what? Oh, for Clippers at Walmart? Yeah. Oh, dang. And I was like, that's not a good idea. Yeah. And then he was like, come on, you know, I need it for pictures or whatnot. We hit up Walmart. We head back to the hotel. And he pulls out, like, his phone. And we get, we get on YouTube. We look up, like, how to do a haircut or something like that. Yeah. First person that comes up, it's like a great clips tutorial, bro. <laughs> yeah. At the time, there was like no barber videos, yeah. no barber tutorials. And as I'm cutting his hair, he's sitting there like holding the phone. <laughs> he's so holding the phone. <laughs> and I'm watching the tutorial yeah, live oh, as I'm dope. cutting it. Yep. <laughs> Took me about two hours or so. But, man, I just remember the feeling. You know what I'm saying? Like, once you really enjoy something, like... It's just gonna hit you like like that, you know. And I was like, man, when I when I head back home, I'm definitely gonna do this. You so know? it was like that right away. It you was were just like, like that. Yep. You fell in love right away. Fell in love, dude. And it's just the fact that my dad was looking rough. <laughs> <laughs> and then like at the end, two hours later, my dad's feeling himself. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, it was just like a good feeling to see somebody shine yeah. because of how confident they feel. You know, and knowing that you played a part and in that. that I, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, that's cool. My dad actually, like, we we lived in the pro, uh, projects for a bit, and he would like travel around, like go from place to place cutting hair. Mm -hmm. And he never gave me a fade or anything. He cut all my hair off. <laughs> like hey, Buzz? Like, he, act, he actively cuts hair. But when mm. he come home where I'm at... <laughs> hey, man, because he's yeah. off duty, man. But he did, honestly... But I think he knew it didn't matter at the time because I was a kid. Mm -hmm. So, like, no one my age would care. But once, we had, once I hit middle school, he started like, all right... You're growing right. up. He started changing it. When I was a kid, sauce. he just like, he was shaving my shit. I was like, yeah. <laughs> didn't care. He didn't care. I'm crying. <laughs> hey, but were you moving a lot, though? Because if you were, I mean, I don't, nah, I be, I don't blame him. Hey, I'll be, be in a chair asleep. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. She a barber, man. I'll right. Do, I'll do that to my barber now, man. <laughs> <laughs> but tell us a little bit about, like, so you felt like a sense of gratification. Mm -hmm. just when you saw your dad's face and everything like that. So then when you got home, how did that kind of lead you into actually taking the steps? You know, because everybody has, you know, a pipe dream or like a thought, you know, and they let it go, but you actually had it. And now uh, seven years later, you're still doing it off of that event with your dad. So how did like it kind of cultivate into an actual, you know, career choice? So <clears throat> we can kind of get into my background a little bit, but it does play a part and why I chose to do barbering. Um, I'm originally from Mexico. So at 16 years of age, everybody's getting jobs, you know, everybody's, you know, applying Walmart, whatever they can. I unfortunately didn't have that. I couldn't. Um, I just wasn't fortunate enough to be born here. So I had to make a decision. And um, basically, barbering was like the perfect thing for me. Um, aside from that, I would say when I got back home, um, I started asking like a bunch of my friends and um, rest in peace, our brother Chewy. Yeah, rest in peace, Chewy. He was like, man, one of like three people that um, was like he lets cool you enough off to off the jump, yeah, off the jump, no questions asked. Yeah, dude, cut my hair, bet. And I was like, all right. <laughs> yeah. That same day after school, he came over. He lived like two blocks away. Yeah. 
And um, yeah, I got him right. Maybe you know, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it took like two hours, you know. But at the same time, it's like I was that was like almost like my first haircut, I would say. And then after that, like we went back to school the next day. Everybody Mm -hmm. was hitting me up. So I want to say, you know, like it was definitely between him, you, and maybe two other people that definitely yeah. gave me that head start because you guys had a lot of friends, you know? Mm-hmm. So, I'm, you know, that's basically how it all took off. Yeah, and kind of to go back to that, those times in the garage, I don't know how to, like, describe <clears throat> it, but it was almost like, I don't really know how to describe it. Like, like, everybody that went to the garage and got cut by you, they know what I'm talking about, like that kind of feeling we all had back there yeah. like, like it was it was really special and yeah all right well so you've been cutting for seven years so where do you kind of see you know where do you see this headed kind of in your current state so like what's been going on currently so currently um i honestly have a lot going on um so i've kind of been just working at this um shop that i'm currently in kingdom cuts i've been there for I want to say approximately three years now. Um, Before that, I was cutting in Belvedere. Then I moved to Rockford uh, because it was just like a, it was was more culture, you know, to say the least. And um, I wanted to learn all types of hair. (laughs) I wanted wanted to learn all types of hair, you know, back in Belvedere. um, You know, I love that place, but it's only like Hispanics or, you know, Caucasian. Yeah. I was like, I need to learn all types. I want to be yeah. the greatest. Yeah. Like you want to learn everybody's everybody. texture and style of hair. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I just I've been in Rockford for three years and it's been awesome. You know, um, currently um, I'm in the middle of like planning my wedding and stuff like that. I'm getting married, so I kind of been. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For real, clap right. We love to hear that. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I'm kind of like waiting. You know, maybe in the future, you know, I'll change a bit. Maybe I'll like find a little spot for myself. You know, who knows? I'm just kind of riding the wave right now. Yeah, taking it one day at a time. So yeah. Your, so your best marketing is the people who you had you're touching, basically communicating mm-hmm. and spreading the word around about you. Referral business. <laughs> yeah. Your yeah. Main, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, fortunately enough, I've never really had to make, like, a business card, like, you know, although all that stuff, you know, it helps it's a lot. Important, yeah. I recommend people to do that, even as beginning barbers, like, you know, realtors, anything, but... um yeah, I've just never had to. Um, I've been so blessed. <laughs> I've been so, 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 so blessed, dude. And, like, every person that I get to meet and cut, you know, cut their hair, like, they've always spread my name around. And it's just been great. Super well, great. I'll say this. So it is referral business, but her and I talked a little bit about this um, earlier. I said that I think her strongest asset in her business is her personality because you know it takes a special person to cut one person's hair and turn it into 400 without passing out business cards and strictly off you know the work done so i think that played a huge part in it uh what do you think kind of what do you think separate from barbering just what do you think it takes to be a business owner as as a whole separate from barbering i would say you need a lot of um what's the word i'm looking for uh discipline a lot of discipline because a lot of the times like 
when you start your own business, you don't have somebody who you have to check in with. You don't have a manager. You don't have tasks mm-hmm. or anything yeah. like that. So you have to be on your own and be like, this is what I have to do and I have to get it done or my business is not going to grow. Do anything, yeah. yeah. A lot of the times uh, when I was younger, I found myself like taking days off maybe and, you know, I was like, eh, it's whatever, I'll go back tomorrow. But in the long run, that definitely does not, uh, it doesn't do any good for your business because you're not creating that discipline, you know? And um, I would say, like, the barbershop owner where I'm at right now, his name is Kevin Marks, he, he, uh, he told me something super dope. He said, what you do today is going to play a part in tomorrow. You know what I'm saying? So if you take a day off tomorrow, you know, it depends. You're catching up. Yeah, exactly. So I was always like, you know, after that happened, I was like, man, I got I to gotta work every day because I want it that bad. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? And um, aside from discipline, I would just say you need to um, have your priorities in order because um, – like I said, when I was younger, um, I used to prioritize my friends a lot, which, you know, I don't regret it as much as I should. Yeah. <laughs> but um, it definitely impacted me a little bit because um, if I would have just focused a little bit harder on my, my career, I probably would be a little bit, you know, more ahead. ahead. Yeah. Yep. But, um, yeah, also, like, knowing your financials and making sure you're putting money aside and yeah basically i would say those three things are probably the top three things that i could think about right now for for me i would to go back on like so what you were describing with if you take a day off you catch up the next day is like the compound effect so like Mm -hmm. even if you like we always talk about be one percent better than you were the day before so if if you're one percent better or even just point you know like a milli you know meter better than you were the day before it does compound over time and and so does the bad things you know if Mm -hmm. you do a bad thing over a long period of time that also compounds so i would say the same thing like it's important to um be consistent and then also um kind of treat your when you're starting your personal business treat it like it is a nine to five even though that's what we're trying to get away from right but the benefits that you could receive when you're, you know, in a, a business where you have uncapped um, income earning possibilities, it's different mm-hmm. than if you were at a nine to five where you're always capped. So that's yeah. why you treat, you know, your business like a nine to five because there isn't an income cap on it. So this is the difference of it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Agreed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Dante, you be a little quiet, bro. Hey, listen. Yeah. I'm just, he's enjoying I'm just, like, the moment. I'm just, I'm just here, you know, he's providing cool. a little bit of, uh, you know. He's, cult- he's cultivating. He's cultivating. You, know, his it, you guys have this chemistry already here. I, you know, who am I to uh, just <laughs> force my way into it? Let it be. I, I want to be organic when I speak. Mm. You know, take my time with it. Let you get your say your things. I and mean, you have this connection already. So why would I intervene? And he's very like inquisitive. Yeah. Mm. yeah, I like that though. That's dope. Mm. Speaking as though we are friends. <laughs> <laughs> perfectly uh put there dante where do you think we've benefited as far as being friends with each other like how do you think that's benefited your life 
Actually, that sounds like a really cocky question. How's it been no. for your life? I don't mean I, it like okay. that. I mean, I, meant, you know. I meant from a mutual. Yeah. I mean, I'll, I'll, right. put, I'll put my mm. point of view out. Right. But I'm asking you as far as like me, like how has it benefited that we've been friends? And then we all, we both didn't know that, or she knew she'd be like doing her own business. But who would have thought that I was going to be eventually, you know, doing the same thing. So yeah. now it's mm-hmm. even more beneficial than it was before. Different. Go ahead. Yeah. Take, take the floor. Um, I would say, man, I have probably a million things that I could say. But a million? Wow. Man, yeah. I mean, okay. if you have somebody in your life for that long, I feel like whether it be a friendship, you know, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you're going to benefit from them. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, why would they be in your life? You know what I'm saying? You would, They would have been gone already. Yeah, they yeah. were <laughs> out the door. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> but um, I would say right off the bat, I would say... Just having somebody to push you almost without intentionally being like, get your stuff together. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had a lot of different conversations as far as like business and just life in general. Just life in general, yeah. And like, I feel like um, we always kind of come back and kind of discuss like what's next in your life or what's next in my life, and that kind of creates like a positive. Um, push for each other um i could say at least for me you've asked me a lot of times like what what's next you know and i'm always like man i didn't even think about that like yeah. <laughs> now he's got me thinking yeah. so i want to say yeah that's for sure one of the things another another way i would say is probably like just the networking all together like whenever i have clients that you know need somebody even as like a realtor like man you've done so many different things like you you're just very artistic you know i've i've (laughs) i've always sent them your way you know yeah and vice versa i feel like you definitely someone needed to cut yeah yep you sent them my way and just i feel like you know knowledge is power and like you do a lot of research on your own i feel like i do a lot of research on my own and when we come together it's just like a big like brainstorm, you know? Mm, yeah. And okay. I think that's always positive. So mm-hmm. that's probably one of the one yeah. of the things too that has helped me in my business, just brainstorming. You know, you don't even have to you don't even have to um do it right away. Like for example, if I say I wanna have a my own shop in the future, you don't have to do it right away. As long as you talk about it, you're creating you're bringing it to life, the idea. Manifesting it. Manifesting, yeah. right. So um so, yeah, I mean, what do you think? I think, um, obviously, I agree with everything you said, but we, you know, uh, it's nice to know <laughs> that, like... <laughs> starts off like, yeah, I'm amazing. <laughs> no, 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 that's not what I'm saying. And I, and I really appreciate you saying all those things. Uh-huh. But I'll kind of flip it in a different way. Like, it's nice to know that, and I'm sure it's nice to know for you, that when somebody needs a house, I... No, she's going to say me. And then when yeah. somebody needs a cut, I, it's nice. To, as small of a thing as that is, it actually goes a really long way. Um, I would also say we tend to, like, come back. Mm-hmm. As you said, come back and, like, brainstorm and stuff. I would say we also come back when things get really shitty. Mm. And, like, we kind of, like, I don't know. Talk through yeah, it. Yeah, we think about it, like, in a certain way of, like, what's going on. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And then... I would just say just genuinely having each other's back no matter what. Even if we don't talk for a month or a long time, it, yeah. it's always the same when we go back. So Yeah, I'll that's facts. 
That's facts. Don't make me cry in the club. <laughs> I just feel like we never had a negative thing to say about. I each never other. had one. Yeah, mm. no. Never. Never. I got a couple. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Yeah. Uh, I would say I have a similar thing. I keep your business card in my car. Do you really? Yeah, I keep it. Oh, like, man, Bailey, they're going to make me cry, man. I'm not going to lie. Yeah, if you get in my car, if you look <laughs> down, yeah, your business card is like really right there. Really? Yeah. Thank you, man. I won't give it away, but. <laughs> <laughs> you know, you got somebody else's behind mine and you give it, you give it to them. Hey, I keep yours in my shop. Uh, it's it's true. She does keep yeah. it in the shop. And no one gets in my car. <laughs> He's like, all I said was I keep it in the car. I didn't say I give it out. No, I, right? I only have the one, so I don't yeah. give it out. But I, I show them. Some more. They take a picture. Yeah. But I, I don't. I haven't met anyone like they, you know, that, that I can see like needing that information currently. It will happen in so the future. If someone's talking about, I think I should own a home. I, hey, I, you know, I, come on, yeah. man. They take yeah, a picture. Man. I not keep it in my car. Yeah. Yeah. Friendship. Friendship. <laughs> well, I That's really how it should work. Yeah. Honestly. He definitely, uh, I mean, I, I receive motivation from him in um, ways as well when it comes to Damn, future man. plannings and things of that oh, nature. Man. This is Anthony's life. <laughs> no, it's like, come on, man. And it's, and this also, you know, once, you know, we talk about it all the time. But this is one of those things where it's like we just kind of ran with it once we started and, you know, took a chance with each other. So um, it's super dope that this. This random experience that we kind of made us to, into yeah, really good friends. To have, mm-hmm. Take us to um, broader horizons, and who knows where it'll take us in the future too. That's what mm-hmm. I'm really excited about. I'm mm-hmm. also I'm always excited about the present and what I could do in the present. Yeah, but I would say I'm kind of like never satisfied mm-hmm. in a good way though. Not in like yeah. a, not in like a toxic right. way. I'm just hungry, man. Yeah, I mean, we're hungry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, as long as those uh, those aliens don't take us out, I think we got a good yeah. chance. Uh, yeah. <laughs> But I appreciate, <laughs> I appreciate you guys saying that. I actually, let's take a break for a second. So I was going to go get you another book. Um, so uh, this is news to you, even though he's literally okay. co-partner in this. But, <laughs> well, I, I know you bring gifts. So yeah. I, I'm expecting it, you know, naturally. So sorry, Raul, by the way. Um, remember Raul? Yeah, we, <laughs> we missed one. So I, I originally said I wasn't going to get a book for everybody. I was going to switch it up. But I think... It kind of fits the mold of the podcast. Mm-hmm. So this book is called Who Moved My Cheese? All right. Mm-hmm. So this book is actually, I thought about it for you. Um, a couple of different conversations we've had off the pod. Mm-hmm. Um, you'll know what I'm talking about when I give it to you. Um, it's basically how to deal with change and also anticipate change in your life and kind of how to navigate that. But it tells like a little bit of like a almost like a silly story, but mm-hmm. it kind of brings it all together uh, at the end. Okay. So that's for you. So we'll slide it down. All right, I can it. give it to you. Yeah, go ahead. Man, this is your copy? Huh? Yeah. Okay. Man, you didn't write me a message on there? Huh? You didn't write me a message on there? Uh, there might be one in there. Oh, okay. Bet. Yeah. I'll look for it later. <laughs> look for it. Oh, I see it. <laughs> <clears throat> There's not one in there. <laughs> Why? Well, this is where you left off then. Let's see. Yeah. This one? Not where you left off. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, that's this old. That's an old thing. I like it, though. It's a number yeah. one bestseller. Yeah. Well, I like giving... Funny, I'm sorry. I was going to say, it's a funny thing about being a number one bestseller. It's every week. <laughs> no, no, literally. Because a lot of books are everyone, your number one seller. It's so hard to navigate through like good books. Honestly, if they had spread that out, it'd be so much easier. Like If, if it was like at least every two weeks... 
Mm-hmm. But let me stop. Let me stop. Anyway, because I, <laughs> I, I'm just, I'm just, I dived. He's getting in, technical. Yeah, I right. dived into that area. Yeah, looking for books, mm-hmm. and I was like. I'm kind of mad. <laughs> everything is the number like, one best. Why is everything exactly? Right. Yeah. Everything's the number one best. Who, everybody can use that now. It feels like every, I got on there. I'm like, what is this? A kids book? Yeah, <laughs> bestseller. I've seen, <laughs> I've seen books with barely any reviews say number one bestseller. I'm like, really yeah. though? Like, thirteen is people it, bought it. Is it. Is it makes you think, Makes you think. But let's not take away from those people. They're working hard and creating an amazing yeah, product. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But I'm um, just you know. Chill out, number one. <laughs> yeah. Number New, two. New, I know New York. What's going yeah. on? <laughs> well, I was going to say, back to the book real quick, is I like giving out, I don't know how this is going to sound, but I like giving out my personal library books out to people. Hey, I'm right there with you. Because I feel like if I read it, kind of means more that mm-hmm. way. You know what I'm saying? Then if, if I, you know, I don't know. This is how I think about it. Um, how do you think, if at all, like you being a woman played a part in anything to do with you being a barber like did it negatively positively like did it have anything to do with um with your success um yes it definitely um (laughs) (laughs) um, yes Uh, yeah it's her whole life yeah yeah (laughs) um so at the beginning it wasn't like that you know I, i was having um I was having fun. I was enjoying it. I honestly could have done it for free. You know, I didn't really care. I just enjoyed, like I said before, that that feeling of giving somebody a new look and making them more confident about themselves. Mm-hmm. And then when I turned 18, we graduated, um, and I kind of started thinking more seriously, and I was like, I need to go to school for this, you know? Because if I really want to do this, I need to be licensed and be official and all that. So when I got to school, everything changed. I was like, man, like this was like something I enjoyed as a hobby. But like now that I'm seeing like the like, how do I say it? Like the you're seeing it in like a professional space. Yeah, professional yeah. space. Um, <clears throat> A lot of the times you couldn't even get clients because you're a female, you mm. know, without them even seeing how good or bad you are, you know? Mm. I was like, man, you need a haircut? I got you. Oh, no, I'm okay. I don't let females cut my hair. I was like, dang. Yeah. I get that. <laughs> well, uh, being African-American, mm-hmm. I, I see it a lot when I go to barbershops, from, even from when I was a kid. Like if there was a, a white dude at the end of the barbershop, yeah. Nah, we ain't going <laughs> there. <laughs> and, and, then, and then don't let them do one bad cut because then they'll, they'll drag that for a long time to mm-hmm. let it go. And then, you know, eventually someone comes up like, hey, you cut my hair, man. You, you know, mm-hmm. you good. You messed up at one time. But my point being, I've seen, I have seen it so many times, I, but I have never seen a female in a barbershop, mm-hmm. many of the ones that I've gone to. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I usually go to Off the Top on Broadway. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I definitely have seen that point of view for sure. Yeah, I was honestly having a really difficult time. Um, like I was in school with maybe like ten guys, and they were I was the youngest. I was, I think the second youngest was like twenty six, maybe around Dang. there. And you so were I was like, eighteen, what, 18 or yeah. something. Yeah, I remember. And they used to call me the golden golden child, because <laughs> like after the after the like yeah, after so many times of seeing me in there, some of the guys were like, "Hey, I've been seeing you." You do a really good job. And mm-hmm. I was like, hey, try it out sometime. Mm-hmm. So then after that, like, 
people used to um, allow me to cut their hair, and then it just went up from there. And um, but yeah, it definitely um, was a difficult time. It almost made me think twice about, mm. you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I should like even be doing this, and it was just really hard. But yeah. I mean, you know, they always say the road to success is probably the, the, like. It's a enjoying. It's an enjoyment. You know what I'm saying. You get to enjoy that part, and then, um, yeah. Honestly, even even through all that stuff, I don't really have a negative thing to say about it. I, I um, I just took that and I created more motivation from it. Yeah. And, um, you didn't let it hinder you in mm-hmm. any way. Right. Right. And then, um, yeah, I started posting my my work online. Um, for a minute, I even um walked into this boost mobile store and i was like i have an android i need an iphone but i was a broke college kid you know so i was like what can we do you know I, this is yeah i have at the time i maybe had maybe like 100 nah maybe like 80 clients and so i was like i have this many people walking into my place every week you know, if I could advertise for you guys, like, are you guys willing to do it for free, like a free phone or something? Yeah, dude. They I, did? My mind was spinning. Wait, that's, that's crazy, yeah. I was thinking of everything in the book. Like, I was negotiating with so what did Mobile. So what did you do? You, you basically use your, like, your business as collateral kind of thing? Like, basically. Like, just know that, you know, this is the amount of people I'm bringing in. Would you bring them, like, numbers and everything? No, honestly. You just told them? I just talked to them. Dang. I talked to the owner. He was like, oh, of course, here's the iPhone. What was it, like an iPhone 6 or 5? Dang. They gave me an iPhone. They said, let's write up this contract. For a year, I didn't pay my phone bill. I didn't pay my iPhone, and I got to keep it. <laughs> oh, wow. Just yeah. Time. All I had to do was, um, obviously, I had something to do, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, what's the catch? Yeah, the catch was every day for a year, I had to post on my Instagram with um I had to write their address on my caption, you know, all that stuff. And just basically give them, like, a shout-out, advertising. And, yeah, basically was it. That's dope. See, I, yeah. I want to dive in there for a second. So that kind of is a lesson to every young entrepreneur out there is, like, there's times, and me starting my business, there's times you got to take, I wouldn't say necessarily a risk, but you got to get creative. Mm-hmm. You know, you're going to be, especially when you're young, you don't have resources really for for much of anything. So if you want to leg up, like she, she needed this iPhone for marketing, which she knew, and then is going to, you know, bring more clients and show people her work and things like that. So just kind of a lesson to people that you do have to spend money back into your business to really see it grow. Even if you really don't have the money, Mm -hmm. you got to figure out some way somehow to make it work. Yeah. Yeah. You got to figure it out, dude. We all got goals, you know. There, If there's a will, there's a way. For exactly, sure. yeah. For sure. And especially, like, I was saying earlier, like, I'm a, I was, I'm a childhood revival, you know, from another country. So, like, I just had to figure it out. Mm. I couldn't take no as an answer. I had to do this. This was what I loved. So, I think that's what's what was really driving me to move forward i was like if if i can't barber if i can't do this like what am i gonna do mm-hmm. it was like that wow. Back it was like that wall. fear yeah it was mm-hmm. like that fear and um everything just worked itself out honestly 
I um I got a I was at the gym one day, and I met up with uh with Josh Bullock, and he said what's up to me, and he was like, yo, I've been seeing your work, <laughs> going back to the yeah, iPhone yeah, thing, yeah, yeah. yeah, going back to the iPhone thing, and he was like, um, you want to come work at my shop? I'm like, I'm in school right now, dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, are you cool? I remember with that? this, yeah. yeah. And he's like, hey, you'll be out of school in two months. You're good. <laughs> yeah. He took a chance on me. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, I was there for maybe like two, two and a half years, you know. And then uh, that's when I decided to come to Rockford. But, yeah, a lot of things along the way, you know, some difficult, some easy, but it's been a, it's been fun. I was going to actually share something kind of like in getting creative, uh, something that uh that happened with me was when i first started in real estate mm-hmm. <clears throat> you know I, I couldn't get people to really take a chance on me mm-hmm. so um i remember there was this for sale by owner that was listed and i don't know if people know anything about for sale by owners but there's a couple different reasons they're trying to sell without a realtor either <laughs> number one they had a horrible experience with a realtor and they don't trust them number two they're genuinely just trying to save money mm-hmm. or number three maybe they're just uneducated in the process and they don't really care and they're just you know throwing it up or they want to do their own thing mm-hmm. um you know or it could be other reasons but basically it was this property listed and i called and i, sp- I spoke to the woman and i said hey you know kind of set my piece with her and i said can we maybe set up a meeting and she's like yes but the problem is i'm not the owner i work for the owner so she was uh in property management for him mm. so Basically, I knew that I had to meet up with her and basically give her such a good first impression that she will maybe, on the off chance, mention my name to him. Mm-hmm. So um, so she, you know, we met up and I came with some paperwork and stuff. And then, um, you know, she said, yeah, kid, I, you know, I like you, but, you know, the other guy, he's pretty tough. You know, I don't know if he's even going to want to do anything. I said, OK, well, just let me know. So I followed up with her like every day, like mm-hmm. what's going on, gave her calls, emails, everything. Mm-hmm. And then she said, you know what? He wants to have a conversation with you over the phone. So I just mm-hmm. kept my foot on the pulse and like stayed there, right? So I'm like, okay. But the way she was describing it was making me nervous. Like he was like, uh, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. the way she was just like, like. From already what you're saying. She like the godfather or yeah. something. Yeah. Makes sound super serious. Yeah. So uh, his name actually, actually I can't say his name. But <laughs> never, <laughs> never mind. Take that. Take that part. Yeah. Take, <laughs> take that out. Right. right. Um, so anyway, so um, I can't say his name. Yeah, that threw me off. Me saying that. <laughs> so basically, I talked to him, and we actually formed an agreement mm. on listing the property. But because I'm young, I'm just getting started. He knew that because I was upfront. Yeah. He told me one little catch in the contract. So the catch was usually real estate contracts are three to six months. Mm-hmm. And even though we are in a hot market, um, you still want that because anything can happen. You know, like maybe somebody, maybe, you know, you and the seller both believe the property is worth this. But what if people come in and for whatever reason, it's just not going well. So it's kind of a little extra level of insurance and it's just a typical contract. He said, our contract's only going to be for 30 days. So I said, oh, and the property was on a busy road and everything. Um, I said, okay. I said, you know what? Um, I said, give me two minutes. 
I'm thinking about it. I said something like that. Said, Give me a second. Mm-hmm. So I thought about it. I'm like, okay. So this property was on a busy road. It wasn't particularly beautiful. It was mm-hmm. a standard property on a very, very busy road. So I'm like, okay, you know, I got to market it this way. You know, I got to basically get this out to as many people as possible right away. Mm-hmm. Um, I said, all right, I'll do it. So um, basically, long story short, it was day like 29 and the property hadn't sold yet. I was like, oh, man. And uh, I reached out to him and I basically told him I shared him all the statistics of the marketing I was doing. And I brought him like over 10,000 views on the property like because I was doing so much marketing on it. And I told him this many people. Wow. I had this many offers. But for one way or another, they weren't what we wanted. You know, mm-hmm. I told him, I gave him the statistics. It was this huge email, like a huge paragraph. I said, all I'm asking for is, I said, give me another week. Give me another two weeks. I said, give me another day. I mm-hmm. said, give me something. He said, I'll give you another 30. Oh. So that was day 29. On on day, no, that was day 30. Mm-hmm. I asked him. On day 31, it sold. Wow. So, yeah, so I didn't even need the whole thing. So... All that just to say is like, like she's she went in there to you know to the the phone place and yeah and basically you know just negotiated and the worst thing that people can tell you is no, uh, you just have to take a chance and in reality a lot of people think something is super far away, but they just never asked. You'd be surprised at things you would get if you just ask if you just ask people right right like it's actually shocking like th- the things I've done just by asking mm-hmm. and being myself are just one of the best lessons I've learned. Yeah, so all that just to say, take a risk, you know. Take a risk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah the, the closest I've ever gotten to like just personality being a factor, people taking into consideration, mm-hmm. seeing who you are. I was I was offered a job at Nightcore, uh, if you know Nightcore. Yeah. You, yeah. So <laughs> I'm just it's a good job though to yeah. get offered though right off the bat. Yeah. yeah, it's a hard job to get into. So this is so you, after school I ride a city bus right when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Um. The person who works in Nightcore was there visiting, you know, talking to classes and stuff. Nothing to do with me. It wasn't there. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I'm outside. I, he comes over. Out Now, he's like wearing, uh, like, you know, like teacher's dress. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Kind of like. Average teacher outfit. Dress shirt, tie, yeah. pants. I'm like, all right, well, I guess it's guess teacher. I'll take the bus, whatever. Yeah. He's sitting there. And we, we talk casually. I've had a first. I have I've had amazing city bus conversations with strangers. I, my favorite <laughs> one, I'll bring it up later. But anyway, <laughs> I will bring it up later, or I can bring it up after this if you want. But we're talking. He goes, you know, who are you? How are you doing? How old are you? Are we get into this conversation. And now, initially, I don't want to talk to this guy because <laughs> you're on the bus. I'm, mm-hmm. No, we're not on the bus yet. We're outside. Oh, oh, oh outside the bus. And I'm like, no, because <laughs> I'm young. Yeah, and this is just—it's like this is this is a—it's a chore to speak. Yeah, at, right. You know, at this age when you don't intend to have a conversation in the first place. I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> and we're as we're going, I tell him things that I like. He tells me things that he likes. Uh, eventually, I brought the movie *The Pursuit of Happiness*, and he's like, "Oh, what, what it's about?" I describe it to him, and he gives me a you know a card or whatever. I never went obviously because I joined the army, so it was never going to happen. But. It was a, that was that was a cool experience, and then another. Yeah. But the the experience I had that had the most impact was when I was talking to this lady outside of Rock Valley College, right by Jefferson. We get into a conversation. She says, "Hi, how are you?" It's a bunch of African American woman. Uh, she actually cried during this when we were talking. Mm. Um, uh, and she was like, um, 
you know, I, you know, obviously, I actually what she's doing out here. You know, she says she's out here. You know, wants her classes, her own thing. Um, we get then it, it, she starts getting emotional when I start speaking about what I foresee in my future for myself. At the time, I wanted to do marketing. Um, it's still in my mind. Uh, so you know, just some form of business. The reason I wanted to do marketing was because when I went when I moved to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, uh, Wisconsin uh, we had a person show up from Rockford, Illinois. Oh dang! <laughs> Literally, I think he went to West or something like that. Mm-hmm. While I was out there, he was showing our school, and he he does marketing for companies, and he was talking about it, and um, that stuck with me. After that, I want I wanted to do that. I, I I could see myself doing that, presenting and all that amazing things, and I I I'd carry that with me. Um, fun fact: I got held back my eighth grade year. <laughs> when I got back, my mom chose to hold me back my eighth grade year by choice. Uh, so it was just crazy when I went into that room and they talked to me, they said, why do you want to be in eighth grade another year? Like, why do you want to redo it? And I was there confused. And my mom is on the phone. <laughs> oh, wow. My mom's on the phone. I'm just finding out now that this is like a you, conference you, you and stuff. Yes. It's a oh, whole, okay. whole thing. And I, and I didn't, I, I wasn't emotional. I didn't mm-hmm. argue. In my head, is like, this is what my mom thinks is best for me, despite us not talking about it. And I just told him, I don't think I'm ready. And I just went with it, redid the whole thing, and oh, that was wow. it. Grades are better, you know, and so forth. But anyway, moving back to the conversation with the woman at the bus stop, um, I tell her I want to do marketing, um, get, into, get into business in some way, shape, or form, mm-hmm. you know, maybe even, you know, some type of my, own my own business, like doing God knows what. Mm-hmm. And I, I told her I was also joining the Army, and eventually she starts crying and she's, she expressed that there aren't many people who have a vision that look like you at mm-hmm. your age. And she's crying, shedding tears. We hug. And that was that was Dang, that was dude. the most special. I, I'll never forget that. Yeah. Uh, I remember what she looks like. I don't remember her name. But if I ever see her again, right. I'll know, you'll know. I'll know it's her. Oh, man. Man, he left me so shocked. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Have you met that person yet? Like, have you met oh, your me? version? Yeah, for your life. Ooh, you're saying someone that like really touched you? Yeah. Oh, let me think about it for a second. I'm trying to think. Do you have one? If you have one, say because I gotta think about mm. it for a second. I feel like I have a couple. I was gonna say mm-hmm. I, I've had several things like that happen. I mean, there. Um, I mean, just recently, this wasn't like one that like heavily impacted me, but um, basically met up with a client. She's telling me that um, it was her mom's last dying wish to give them this property. And then I just said, wow, like I really appreciate the opportunity that I'm the one that gets to kind of Mm -hmm. sell this for you. Um, And then she also told me that she's on the waiting list for a new kidney. Mm. And it killed me. It killed. It killed me. I was not ready for that. So I mean, that's one that touched me recently. Um, there was another one when I was working at Target. And you guys know the drive-up section? Yeah. I don't go to Target. Oh, there's a drive-up. <laughs> I mean, brothers, <laughs> yeah. Listen, brothers. Brothers don't go to Target. Like we, we go to Walmart. <laughs> so, <laughs> be so there, we were doing that. We were doing the drive-ups, uh-huh. and there used to be this lady there. I think what was her name? I think it was Michelle. Maybe I don't know. I think it was Michelle. Molly. That's what it was, Molly. Mm, Molly. So I go out there and I start talking to this lady. And um, she's like, she just took an interest in me for some reason that day. And she's like, 
oh, you know, I've always seen you around here. You're always so nice. Like, what do you, you know, what do you think about doing with your life? Blah, 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 blah. And at the time, it was like the seed had first been planted in my head about real estate. But at the time, it wasn't like, for sure. I just told her, like, mm-hmm. just like this. I was like, uh, I'm going to do real estate. Just like yeah. that, right? She's like, oh, my God, that's so cool. And then she, like, laid out for me. Like, she told me how many properties she had. And it was, like, a crazy amount. And it was, like, all <laughs> this stuff. And she's like, here. And she writes on, like, she rips, like, a receipt or something. Mm-hmm. And, like, writes, like, 10 books, real estate books. Right off the bat? And she hands them to me. And then she just said, you know, she said something, like, uh, as far as, um... I know you'll do great and basically wishing me like she just like kept doubling down on like I wish you have the best type of career possible mm-hmm. and I know you can do it. Man, I walked back in there like just I couldn't even handle it. I'm gonna quit right now. No, it killed me. It killed me. It killed me, but my last motherfucking yeah. day. I told I told my two weeks right here. I've told the story of when I was done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like for good uh, a, a million times, but it was a, it was a cold dark night yeah <laughs> yeah do you know what someone said so we posted the clip of me telling the story of the last day mm-hmm. that i like really decided it wasn't the last day i worked there it was the last day i decided mm-hmm. that i'm not gonna work for somebody else ever again that mm-hmm. it was that day mm-hmm. um and well actually i worked at amazon after that but in my head <laughs> in my head i mean if we're being technical everybody works for somebody in some way shape or form. yeah in some way yeah. shape or form yeah. but i meant like i'm gonna start my pre- it was the day i decided i'm gonna start my pursuit in being mm-hmm. an entrepreneur you know mm-hmm. anyway um but i want to say that basically <laughs> basically um what are you going at, man? um what was i gonna say See, man, you about to, you no, about to see, you about to see uh, <laughs> Anthony Diaz versus Dante Paul. Yeah, for real. I'm going to let you beat me. <laughs> what was I going to say? Oh, so so I post, we posted the clip on YouTube, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm talking about um, how people should, a form of procrastination is not starting the little business that they're looking up. Or, mm-hmm. you know, if they're looking up a million barber videos a week, like, mm-hmm. dude, just go be a barber like why are you right. looking up all these videos you're procrastinating mm. you know you're too scared to jump in anyway so <laughs> it was it was that clip right <laughs> it was that clip that i posted and in the comments somebody goes pyramid scheme <laughs> sorry i said what absolutely wait but they took the clip out of context because i was telling people that they he thought i was saying said, stop yeah. reading books Stop watching clips of the thing you're trying to do. Oh, he he you talk took to it, him? huh? Did you talk to him? No, I just know. Oh, okay. I can just kind of. He thought you were recruiting. Yeah. yeah, I think he was trying <laughs> to think like real estate like seminar. No, I'm a dude, oh, I'm a okay. real estate agent. Uh-huh. You know. Anyway, he's like, he thought I was trying to like sell a dream or something. I'm like, no, mm-hmm. I was just saying. If you watch the whole interview or the whole podcast, I was mm-hmm. just saying mm-hmm. to still do those stuff, but while you're actively doing the work required to actually do the thing you want to do right so, yeah so cool. i would i would have at him i would not let him slide <laughs> right what's I his name what's his uh, name hey man i want all the smoke i feel like <laughs> we're, we're still small enough where we can't make enemies yet you know what i'm saying <laughs> if we start we start killing the only couple people that are watching you know yeah. then no i'm just playing but now we know we, we gotta we gotta go you know, let me get on Twitter. That's my space. Hey, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> How do you think 6 9 blew up? Yelling. 
He was, he was, he was just. With the icky, uh, get, get the sticky. I, I mean, I, I honestly, and and I mean this when I say it, it was his music. His music did it. It was fire. He didn't know. He, he didn't know. Before, before you were a huge Six Nine fan. I, I still ever, am. Oh, okay. Listen, I before still I ever am. saw an interview, ever, before I ever saw a picture of Six Nine, mm. I heard his voice. It was it was new. It had, actually was new. I didn't know who he was, where he was from, what he was doing. I simply heard his voice. And but that's my point, though. And then I like, like and I, he and was, I liked it. He was into the business industry already, but when he actually like blew up and you saw colors everywhere, I stopped watching. He's him. an expert. He's <laughs> a, I, I, he lost me as a fan. Really? When, as when soon I, as you seen him, when I found out who he really was, he lost me as a fan. But before Dang. before I saw him, I. And I just heard the voice. The um, the voice <laughs> before, I, and I just heard heard his voice, his vocals, his ability to create music, and how different it was from what mm. I was already hearing. Because it was that that it was just it was just the it was like it had that, that alternative sound. It was of, so different. It's like, it was like he he was almost in like the rock lane. Yeah, was, low key. He reminds so, me of this yeah. guy. I forgot his name. I think it's like brace brace face. No, I I forget. I have no idea. But some people say he copied his style, which is like yelling, rapping. Mm. But it's fire. I like yeah, it. It, it, it worked. It was He's an cool. expert marketer too. If anybody, he did a good job. that's the one thing people can't say about Six Nine is like his marketing is just incredible. Insane. Yeah. Which the same thing is that who's that kid that I tell you about all the time now? What's that guy's name? Oh, Lil Mabu. Have you heard of Lil Mabu? Well, all the time is crazy. He t- it was like one time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I acted like I said all. I have not heard of him ever. Hey, listen, coming to you soon, man. <laughs> look, at, look up Lil Mabu on yeah. on YouTube. He's like this. Uh, if you're, if, I would say this. If you're actively listening to like um, rap and you're looking up artists, uh, if you're a Pop Smoke man, Pop Smoke fan, or like if you're if you're in a New York era at all, mm-hmm. like you're listening to Sleepy Hollow, Chef G, um, I forget the name of his. Of the guy that was like related to Pop Smoke, I'm, I think he was a related cousin or something of that nature. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, if you if you if you're heavy in the New York area and you follow them, you would see him. But I'm, I listen to rap all over, so I, that's how I was gonna see him regardless. I saw him before like he even started making the rap stuff, super big. But but he was big already because he like he's not he comes from a nice like he comes mm-hmm. with his background like his family. Yeah, he's not you know it's right. if he wanted it he had it. Kind of, oh, kind of in the way. You. So he was. He always had the potential to, for the marketing. Yeah, but what I like about him is he knows that he comes from a yeah. lot, and he's leaning into it, mm-hmm. which makes him feel very yeah. authentic. It's because dope. he he literally had a song where he said, um, he said, "Took a trip to the hood so I can make it out, just so y'all can't say that I got I got it handed down." So he's basically saying everybody's saying that because of my background. So I'm gonna go. Right. He didn't actually do this, but he, yeah. I'm going to go to the sure hood. He he, I'm going to go to the hood and co- and come out of the hood so you guys can't say that I got yeah. everything handed to like, me. Like, he's going to purposely start from the bottom. No, yeah. like, I mean, yeah, That's so he, fire to me. No one, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I, but it wasn't that literal. It's catchy. You know, it was, it was a nice <laughs> right. song. He's, I think he's good. I think he's going to do great. He's going to be like Logan Paul. You know, like he's, he's, he's going to be like them, but in his own way. Like they're kind of like uh, the, the aggre- expert marketers. Yeah, expert mm-hmm. marketers. Those two, yeah. And they play that aggressive role very well, mm-hmm. very well. Yeah. I gotta look up this guy. Yeah, you're gonna. You're gonna it's like, a, it, well, it's a kid. Well, oh, it's a kid. <laughs> yeah, he's like yeah. 17. Yeah, yeah. We'll listen to him hmm. after the pod, but because we can't put it on the pod. Yeah, well, they'll shut Man. us down. They're like, oh, yeah, you, yeah, want, those, those you want to upload down. this? Copyright. 
<laughs> yeah. Wait, does Twitch let you uh, upload like clips? I, no, I think Twitch also. T- I, I think because it's live. Well, oh. I think if they clip it up, I think it's a different different conversation. Right, right. What do you guys think about if we took the podcast to like a streaming? That's what I was gonna say. Is that right? what you were getting at? I yeah. feel like that's what you were getting at. Yeah, but we'd have the like a live chat. I, yeah, I think we'd, <laughs> we'd have to set it up ourselves too. Like, like they can do their thing, and we could just mm-hmm. plug it. They have our own thing set up right here. Like maybe like a laptop. Yeah, but we'd have the. I, we wouldn't be able to comment, so we have to. We literally. This is where Isaac would come in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> He'd have to manage that. You know, actually, that that, just that would me, work out yeah, perfectly. That, and then he could be like shouting it over. Like hey, they, this they goes said, back to why we're good friends. Yeah, no, literally, <laughs> because look, so. So Dante and I feel like we got a good product, mm-hmm. right? But as far as marketing goes, mm-hmm. I think where we've lacked, or I'll speak for myself, yeah. is like obviously the marketing, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like because I'm putting my all into real estate, which I should be, mm-hmm. you know, right. you should, yeah, I've kind of let it, you know, this is also very important to me too. So we're just, mm-hmm. I got to figure out a way where I can, yeah. now that I am full time mm-hmm. in real estate, it should allow yeah. me to have more time for this. Well, but I've been like working six a.m. Mm-hmm. to like eight nine p.m. Doing this thing, like, man. He gets like, up at like four. Yeah, I'm just you know. So yeah. I've been really grinding the real estate. It's paid off too, yeah. but I feel mm-hmm. like, and also, eventually, my plan is to delegate a lot of my real estate responsibilities to be more of a, a um, to work on the business rather than in the business so like okay how can i grow this how can i get team members and like mm-hmm. that's that's the thing mm-hmm. i'm basically to make a company out of it mm-hmm. instead of just being the guy for you know i am my marketer i am um my bookkeeper i yeah. am doing sales i'm doing everything kind of like divide the work yeah basically. when you're a realtor you're doing everything you're the, you're the bookkeeper you know okay mm-hmm. i gotta keep track of all my finances mm-hmm you're making the sales you got to actually actively go on sales appointments okay Mm -hmm. i'm i'm doing client acquisition okay i'm calling people every single day seeing who needs a realtor for things i'm marketing my services you know i'm saying i'm like it's just it's a ton Mm -hmm. you know but it's just (laughs) this is what it is right now you gotta get that off man you gotta get that off yeah so i would say it it, it's really difficult (laughs) when i so when i start to get busy that mm-hmm. really hurts us too because he's already doing his thing. But if I, when I go out and start doing my own thing, as it's like now we're really taking away our ability to increase our kind of our output in in this yeah. in in, in the, you know the entertainment industry for ourselves, mm-hmm. and um, we just have to find that that balance. But it's not not only that, but honestly, there are things that I have to get more information on that would that can help us a lot that i'm working on trying to figure out mm-hmm. how to do on that side of the of the uh posting and all that and they're you know we're we're, we're exchanging information we're keeping up with each other you know to the best as we can to make sure we're good and things are, are going to get done the best way they can be done mm-hmm. and in a timely manner we plan them to be done in it also helps that i'm not thinking of this like a you know, oh, we're gonna we're gonna get big right away, and mm-hmm. and we're gonna get all this yeah. cash. Yeah. We're gonna get all this cash. You know, like I'm not even thinking about it like that, which kind of makes me feel a lot better that I'm in this to make it a thing for a long time. You know, make it actually into a actually structured business. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that helps me think about it too. It's like, okay, well, you're gonna be actually in this 
and like you're having the same growing pains in yeah. real estate you're going to have in the podcast space because I'm essentially in two different, you know, but um, it helps that I'm in a vertical type of uh, other business, you know, mm-hmm. like uh, I don't know if you guys have heard like how it was a huge thing that I was super into like when I first got into the business space was, oh, how can I get multiple streams of income? But now it's being kind of more evident that it, it makes more sense to just go all in on the one thing. And then eventually you to get your other streams of income, you go vertical in your in your industry. Exactly. So it's like I don't just you know, you're not a barber and then mm-hmm. ten years down the line you're a painter. Mm-hmm. It, it makes it, no sense. I think that was it Kobe that said he put all his eggs in one basket. Exactly. I think it was Kobe until he didn't have to. Until mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, he said something like that. And also, guy I really look up to is Alex Harmozzi. He said that his friend had like he, he his friend called him up. He said, "Hey man, I'm a roofer." He said, "Oh man, that's super awesome." He's like, "What's you know revenue?" Because he was asking him questions about it. He's like, "Oh, I'm also a general contractor. Oh, I'm also this. I'm also this. I'm also this." And Alex Harmozzi was like. What are you doing? He said, "Pick one. Stop. <laughs> yeah. Pick one." Uh, well, we, well, you can also look at it like this in a way that he created all those opportunities, probably because, like, let's say, fundamentally for him, the money worked out better, and maybe he's like super high functioning. So him going, th- him getting, having already have because he obviously had a job first, yeah, and then he got the other job, <laughs> and he kept going, and maybe for him, it motivates him. So you also have to try and, you know, understand the people you're talking to. Yeah. But the but the problem with that particular guy, though, is that he was he he wanted a certain goal. Mm-hmm. And with having three functioning businesses, like mm-hmm. imagine if I was a realtor, uh, a mortgage lender and um, a barber. You know what I'm saying? Like mm. all three are going to be mediocre. You know what I'm saying? Like I can't just be a great barber. Pending all the way through. Let's say I see. I see what you mean. One of them is gonna be. Instead, you could just be an absolute beast mm-hmm. and a savage at one of them. At one of them. You know what I'm saying? So he, what his friend was, that is true in some yeah. case what you're saying, but in this particular case, his friend was mm-hmm. saying, "I need help. Dude. I don't know how to grow yeah. these three businesses." And he was saying, "Well, the reason why is because you got to pick one mm-hmm. because they weren't they weren't successful." Yeah. I mean, he could always change it though. Let's say he uh, he he needs to micromanage it. If he can get more people on, because it's probably... That only, would be the only way, it delegating probably, services. Yeah, it's probably yeah. only him. If he grew his... Well, whoever he was with, which is, sounds like it was probably an individual, most of the, like mostly, if he could have somehow found a space... and it, I mean, we have the internet. I promise you, you could find somebody on Reddit or something. No. Or, you know, whatever. He just was too young in mind to understand his the true outreach that he could have. If he had really just stepped onto that space, found somebody like him who had certifications of some kind that he didn't have, and they go out and they do that thing and they delegate the whole exactly. thing. Exactly. Yeah. And then he just has to work on his scheduling. And after that, boom. And now he can he can keep doing the other thing because now he knows I definitely can't schedule these things in this window of space. He can manage it, it's possible. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, that was that was a lot. <laughs> no, you're good. You're good. But anyway, like, um, yeah, it's just important. I mean, there's so many different things in a business that just, I don't know. It's a lot. It's you, a lot. You know, you know yeah. it's you a lot. You can branch sure. out. Yeah. Like, for example, I'm a barber primarily, but I could start having my own product line. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Exactly. You got to, yeah. 
vertically you gotta mm-hmm. you gotta move vertically it makes more sense I might, yeah. go ahead. I might need some of that what you got <laughs> we just or, talking we just talking you gotta be my client bro. or you wow. could have look you gotta be my yeah, client yeah, bro. Yeah. look how they treat exclusive, me exclusive bro raw <laughs> exclusive or you could have um you could start some sort of content like you know, or you, you can create individual content for your business, or you could like do some type of barber show. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And then now you have your products, the show, you're cutting hair actively, and then you could start a website teaching people how to. You know, that's how. So that's what I'm. All in all, let's go back to what I was saying originally. <laughs> yeah. You know, I got my real estate, which once I do grow it to where I know it's going to go, mm-hmm. will give us a lot more capital to put in the podcast and just expedite growth, which. Not using that as an excuse. I'm just saying, like, you know, you work on the one thing and then you can also grow the other thing. So it's like, you know, I could do, you know, real estate, grow it into an actual team and a company Mm -hmm. and then delegate those services. And now I'm the team leader. Then I got the podcast, you know, I can grow that. And then we might have product lines. We might, Mm -hmm. you know, I could sell my services as a real estate coach. So that's Mm -hmm. all in all, I'm just saying it makes sense to grow vertically and you can kind of create like a little, you know, thing, uh, circle around your original thing that you got good at. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, we're about. Yeah. Yeah. Is there anything um, else you want to share about your business, and you want people yeah. to know about yourself? Is um maybe uh, you have your who like, are you? Yeah. <laughs> you have like your, <laughs> you have like your, your yeah. Handles. Drop your socials. Yeah. Oh yeah, my socials. Uh, my Instagram is at Raw Exclusive Cuts mm-hmm. with yeah. the Z. Mm. With uh, the Z. I'll I'll, uh, <laughs> I'll put it. I I I figured out a way. To fix our problem, kind of, <laughs> but I'll tag it on our Instagram. We we do have a newer Instagram due to minor complications. We'll, <laughs> we'll be. I'll tag our old one. We'll yeah. We'll figure You'll it all out. It. But yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry for interrupting you. No, yeah, like <laughs> so. Yeah, my Instagram is at Raw Exclusive Cuts. Um, my uh, I do have a TikTok. Mm. Um, okay. I don't know it at the top of my head. You be dancing. No, you, 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 no. You be jigging? <laughs> look, <laughs> look. <laughs> look. <laughs> for real, right? <laughs> I wish. Can you give us? Can you what give you us you? Uh, one nugget of advice, mm-hmm. or you know, something of substance you can give to? What do we call them? The brokies. Yeah, we. Oh, yeah, yeah, we did coin the brokies. <laughs> the brokies. If you watched the episode that came yeah. out last. Or on Friday, listen. You know, we're like we're like our own. We're working on it. Our own the brokies, of, 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 you know, Sinatra. You know, yeah. Bobby Sox's brokies. Yeah. I got you. So, is there one piece of advice you can give to the brokies um, to kind of, you know, you know, maybe some people are watching this and they're they're looking to start their own business. Maybe some people started a business and they're thinking about quitting. Mm-hmm. You know, is there something you can kind of give to people um, that helped you out that you've learned to give to the brokies? Um. <laughs> I, it's not the definitive thing But you know what we're running with it We're right working now. on it I'm we're, trying to right, see if it sticks I'm, We're running with it Alright um, well, We probably have two But go ahead <laughs> I'm sorry I know, you, I know you're thinking I know you're thinking um, Well something that always kind of helped me um, For motivation or you know Was probably like My brother always told me like, if you want something as bad as you want to breathe, like, mm. you're going to do it. You know okay. what I'm saying? You got to want it as bad as you want to breathe. You know you know, <laughs> you know, what's crazy about that saying? The mm. only thing I want to do as bad as I want to breathe is breathe. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. You heard it here first. 
And you're right. If you want something <laughs> that you got to want it as bad as you want to breathe. But thank you guys for tuning in. We're so happy to be back. We're happy to be back in the new studio. Yes, Maybe we can re- record uh, later on some other time, like a background and drop yeah. it like a vlog style mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. for the podcast. But thank you for tuning in. You can follow us on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, um, all that jazz. It's um, YouTube. <laughs> YouTube. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. I'm Anthony, real mm-hmm. estate broker. Yep. Dante Leonard. And thank you for Leslie for joining us, yep. and we'll see you guys next time. Yep, born broke. Chew mama. Yeah. <laughs>